We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What do you think about the Laker team now? You follow the box scores of the games every day? Just the Lakers. You're kidding. That is really a compliment. I was pleased to see you smile at the top of our show because once the game starts, you have a game face. You don't smile much out there. I don't think you have to do things for money anymore. Correct. What's up, Laker fans? Welcome to the Laker Film Room Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Art Podcast Network. I'm Pete, joined by Darius and Mike. And Dee, it's, it's good to have you back, man. We've uh, we've missed your your high usage style oh, see, of play. See, yeah. you start, see, you starting already. <laughs> you starting already. You and Mike, I've been listening to the pods. I've been listening to y'all plotting. Your double teams uh-huh. and and all of this other garbage, right? And, <laughs> and so yeah, I thought we were teammates. So hey, no, 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 no! Don't bring me into Pete's plot. Pete's laying out <laughs> various scenarios. I'm just Listen, sitting there. Okay, Switzerland. Okay, Switzerland. Exactly. Okay, Switzerland. Mike, Mike, <laughs> jumping in. Now he's in the middle. Everyone nah. trying to round robin. It's me. a mess. Everything's falling apart with the Lakers. Nothing hey. is as it should be. <laughs> Oh, first man. of all, I mean, I missed you in general. Um, I, I didn't I didn't have a problem picking up my usage rate. Hey, no, of know? course not. Mike, um, but I, but I did. Wait, we you. all get more shots up. Yeah, yeah, I got more shots. It's all good. But I did miss you just in general. Very, sure. very much so. Very sure, much sure, so. Sure. So, guys, tonight I, uh, I watched the Miami Boston game. Really good game um, in Boston. Miami, Miami ends up closing it out down the stretch. And it was very fun to watch a well-played basketball game between two good basketball teams in which the team I was rooting for won. So that's, that's certainly a part of it, but I was watching oh, that. You don't like the Celtics? And uh, believe it or not. Okay. Yeah. Believe it or not. They're, they're not one of my, not one of my favorites. Um, right. And, uh, and it was, it was a game where I, that I think I watched them more intently than I have at any other point during the year. Cause that's a, that's one of the games during the regular season that I circle is these are two good teams. The top four seeds out East are really bunched up together. That's one of those games where not every game do both teams like really bring it in focus and intensity and treat it like a playoff game. But that was one of those regular season matchups. that was really just high quality basketball. And the thought that this Lakers team can be, playing in the same tournament, the same sort of like you graduate from the regular season into the same postseason as those two teams. And that game, frankly, is kind of absurd to me. We've got 31 wins, 44 losses. And 
we are currently the 11th seed, but still have a chance to get into the the play-in and and postseason. And so this is something that I actually feel probably more passionate about than any other topic in terms of general NBA, like things I'd like to see differently. And I'd love to talk it out with you guys and kind of debate with you guys on this in that, but with the regular season being 82 games long, that's a that's a long season. It's the second longest amongst American sports, with baseball obviously being the first. But baseball, with its 162 games, has three division winners and I believe two wild cards now. Or maybe they they added a, a third one. I I know they've added a. I don't follow baseball as closely as I used to. But the point being is they've only got you know five or six in each league that make it to the playoffs. With the NBA, we're kind of at 10. I know you're not in the playoffs until you win those play-in games, but to me, the idea of teams having low 30 win totals, getting into a form of the postseason, I think really dilutes the quality of the regular season games overall in a way where I felt like, and maybe this is just some old man in me, like as I'm getting older, like I remember it differently, but there, I feel like the NBA regular season has more lower intensity games than ever. And I think a contributor to that is the play-in game. So that's my thesis for the pod. That's kind of what I wanted to get your thoughts on, Mike. This is uh, something instituted a couple of years ago. What are your thoughts on the play-in and just the overall uh, landscape that I set up there? I think you make a valid point that there's there's at least some degree of the regular season being devalued. But I also think that is directly in correlation with the pandemic and with it just becoming so much Mm -hmm. more usual for guys to be missing chunks of games. And, you know, compared to, there was just, there was some level when I got into the NBA of peer pressure amongst guys to just go out and play through stuff. And Mm -hmm. the team that really ruined that and changed that for the worst was San Antonio. And I will always have, I will always loathe and disrespect the organization for what they did there and just thinking, you know, hey, all we care about is the San Antonio Spurs. We're not a part of the league. We're not a part of this collective. We're not, it's not for the fans. We don't care about national television. No, screw everybody. All that matters is that we think that for our specific case, this guy shouldn't play on this day. And uh, Pete's got like bug eyes right now. Like I'm saying, I'm just like, am I bringing the heat, man? Like, wow. That really, well, you know how I feel about load management, right? That's the nature of it. I I don't even say the term. I know that I'm going to get yelled at if I even say those words. Yeah. And so the problem is when, when that happened though, now it's, it's, it couldn't be more normal for, for guys to be doing this and not just, and again, there's a separation between somebody in year 19 like a LeBron or a Mello that's played all those minutes and with the way that things are understood now than how San Antonio initially approached this, this thing. And so as it's evolved, this is kind of part of what my point is though. So I don't think that the, the regular, the regular season games and the devaluation of them, I think it's been a long standing thing in the NBA that has multiple facets. And now yeah. sure the plan that there's a, there's a, there's a little bit more security for a team that wants that wants to let a guy take six weeks instead of four weeks because they think, hey, maybe they have a chance to do it that way. But I ultimately think that it leads to better overall drama and intrigue. And it keeps more teams engaged. It keeps more fan bases engaged. It keeps more people looking at scenarios like, okay, well, wait, well, the Spurs lost tonight. So what does that mean? And then the, well, the Pelicans are still playing Portland. And then in the East, you know, well, the Knicks, the East at this point is already done because the Knicks are so bad, like they're way behind the Hawks. But even that, like, okay, well, Charlotte's playing well now. 
what if they what if Cleveland falls all the way back to them and actually loses it? So to me, it, sure. it brings more to the table than it takes off, even if I can acknowledge that it, it does have a little bit of that continual uh, degradation of the regular season. So I think both of y'all make great points. I think that the Switzerland's back. Yay, man. Hey. He's right away. He <laughs> doesn't even waste some time. Hey. But but I will say that I think the ultimate devaluation of the regular season to what whatever extent it is devalued is related to the fact that now more than ever, the postseason is almost an entirely different sport yeah. than what the regular season is. And there is a certain amount of unseriousness yeah. that teams understand that the season is so long. Look, there's 30 teams in the NBA. Before there was even a plan, more than half the teams made the postseason. So right. there was already this idea of like, oh, okay, well, look, more than half of us are going to make it. Now, on top of that, the first round is now best of seven. So the idea of like, oh, well, there's no more upsets. People might think like, oh, okay, well, well, that means that the better teams are going to win. But if you're sort of like, oh, okay, well, I'm a seven seed or a six seed and I'm the Lakers or I'm the Nets, like when those teams were good, right? I could beat those teams. I don't care. Yeah, we don't get one more home game, right? Like, who cares about that if you're those teams? And beyond that, the sort of difference between intensity and style of play and import of these games, I would also argue that that devaluation comes into play when it comes to, like, matchups and how you go against the other team and where you want to fall within the standings and playing that game of, okay, well, mm -hmm. am I in this range, right? And so this idea of you talked about the four teams that are bunched up at the top of the East. Well, some of those teams are clearly like, well, do I even want to be the one or two seed? One hold of on, those teams on. is going to have to play Brooklyn. Let me, let, me, let me push back a little bit on that, though. Look at almost every team that's ever won the NBA championship, and they are almost always a one or a two seed. Sure. So, sure. Like it's I get we're now into the math portion of it, and and, and this year, like a certain team in Brooklyn, but almost always the teams that's going to win, it's this year, probably going to be Phoenix, you know, or like the East is yes. a little bit closer of a mix, but but that's just that is one thing. It is still better to be the number one seed and to win more games and to play For consistently sure. and to play with, with, with purpose, to play with the purpose. Because the profile, Mike, the profile of a championship team stays consistent regardless of what the devaluation of the regular season is. And so yeah, that, yeah. that is the underlying point of all of this. But to Pete's point, and we'll go to break here, I think that there is a sense that on a night-to-night -night basis, the games do not matter as much and yeah. as an nba fan that's problematic when you're league pass surfing so let's go to break here and when we come back on the other side we'll get into that idea a little bit more too we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mike, I really think your point about the kind of devaluation of the regular season being due to a multitude of factors of which the plane is one, but one of the more recent ones, I think that's spot on. And that really gets more to my, the thing that I really care about, because I agree the play-in is fun. And I do think that it takes, it puts more on the table than it takes off. But I think... And I think that the compromise on that is just moving it in a different place. We brought this up a couple pods ago, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to get into this. Uh, I'd love for the top two seeds to get a buy and then the plan to be just, you know, moved up two spots so that you have to get a top four seed in order to actually get into the playoffs. So six teams make the playoffs in each conference. And then, uh, you know, the top two seeds get a buy if there's going to be 82 games Man. or, or a shortened season. Sorry, you're That's, hearing my radical ideas. No, in which feel, it's closer. It's closer to, you know, like how baseball used to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like if you're going to have baseball, that you many... get more now with the additional wild cards, but like back in the day, there were no wild cards. And right. if, if you weren't awesome, like you weren't yeah. even getting into the, the postseason was like, no, it just wouldn't happen. But that and economically your- was not as good, right, for baseball. Sure, sure. And and I think that baseball is – well, I, I don't want to speak – I don't watch enough baseball to speak on it. So I, I think that that baseball model of if we're going to have this really long regular season, you do have to be – great throughout it to make the playoffs and even and even the nature of baseball is more like winning a one game because they do like play in type a type of situation there too with the wild cards and that is more of a random happenstance type thing but overall they have way fewer teams that make the postseason even now and so while the nba doesn't have as long of a season it to me there it you either need to you either need to reduce the number of teams that there are or the number of games that there are that I'm sorry, reduce the number of teams that make the playoffs or reduce the number of regular season games. I'm just, and it's something that like 25, 30 years ago, pre Spurs load management and all that, it wasn't really like this. And maybe again, this is, you know, three guys of a certain age being like, eh, back in the day, but it is something that I still do love the current game, right? It's, and we all do. We all still love that's thing that we all share is not, we haven't lost that love for it. And so 
I don't know. That's really more to my point than the play in is just like, we got to get that back. Those well, fun regular seasons as much as possible. Let me take your global point and, or I guess your na- almost national point and make it global and bring a whole nother thing into this. And so I think the best league in the world is the English premier league. And part of the reason why is they've had 120 years or something like that to perfect it. Now, the English Premier League, they have 38 games, and it's 20 teams. So so each team plays the other team twice. And one home, one away, right? There is no postseason. So whoever has the most points at the oh. end of the 38 games is the champion. So oh, awesome. every – and not only that, the three teams that finish at the bottom get relegated down to the, the league below. And people that follow the EPL are like, okay, yeah, we get how this works. But just to, to, to sort of play out this whole example – the top four teams in England make the Champions League, which is the best countries from all of uh, all of these other leagues um, around the world. And so and not only that, they said, hey, if a team is so dominant like Phoenix this year, that it's it's over the title race is over like a month before. And then there isn't as much drama at the top. Well, then you have the four Champions League places. So that's part of like Pete's idea for the four essentially mm. playoff, which then you get more money. And then you also have two cups. Which, which is what Adam Silver has been trying to institute. And I think the NBA absolutely should and needs to find a way to, to institute so that there's another thing to play for. There's another trophy that can be raised. In the first couple of years, it might seem like it's not that big of a deal. But I, I promise you, once it becomes a thing that, that you can win, fan bases and players and coaches, even without the financial incentive, which of course there's always going to be some, and you can tie that to television. But like the, the point is like – it. The league, we don't, it hasn't changed in other than this play in tournament in terms of what the games are, Pete. And I've always been a proponent of keeping the games the way that they are for a couple of reasons. One, that it would just blow up any historical uh, comparison between statistics. That would be one thing that would be difficult and make it much sure. harder, that much more harder to, to uh, compare eras. But the flip side of that is if you had fewer games, I don't necessarily think that all of a sudden all of the money would go away. Now, what at the gate? But you could essentially, if you could get the the ratings would be that much higher if the selectivity and therefore the product were more. Yeah. And so we'd get better games and fewer of them, but maybe that would even out. I just don't know how you possibly make up all of the gates. And therefore, I don't think that you can ever get the owners of these franchises to vote for it. But I know that's a lot. I just wanted to, Darius, kind of bring that example in as an extreme to to something that works somewhere else around the around the world. But some of it might be difficult to institute in, in the NBA. Yeah, it's so it's tricky for me. I've I've watched this game for so like I've been an NBA fan since I was little. I was a five or a s- six years old when the games actually started to matter to me. And I remember like watching games with like my dad. Right. And the playoffs have changed. You know, it went from like best of five to now best of seven, like in the first first round and the formatting changed. It went from two, three, two to to like in the finals to something else. Right. And and, and all of this. And I think that these changes have been f- mostly fine. I, I like the playing just just like you guys said. I don't know if you're getting the genie back in the bottle in terms of making yep. the regular season more important again. Like, I think that you could try to reduce the games and make like the scarcity could could help. It makes, in theory, each game more meaningful in theory. 
But I've been an NBA fan for so long that I know that every change that the NBA makes in order to try to make things better or easier or more prolific in some way, shape, or form, particularly for the owners, ends up coming back to bite them in the ass in (laughs) In some some unforeseen way that they end up wanting to try to back out of in the next collective bargaining agreement because, well, that didn't go as planned. Can we take that back? Let's, let's, let's take that back. Okay. So I don't know guys, like I'm kind of under the impression that if you want, like Pete, your initial point about the absurdity of the, like a team that's 13 games under 500, even having a chance to make the postseason. the first year they did the play in, it was the bubble season and it was in the bubble. And one of the reasons why they did it was because they were trying to make back money and, and everything else. Remember, there was that window of like, but you had to be within a certain number of games in order to qualify, in order to be eligible to be able to play. Oh, right, right. That's right? How, that was how they wrapped up the, they didn't set out to do that at the beginning of the season, but after the but suspended after, but season, after they were trying was, to figure out how are we going to do this, yes. make it fair. That's how they did it. That's right. And, and you had to be with it like the nine, and it was only one seed. It was the nine seed. And the nine seed had to be within like two and a half or three games of the eight seed in order to be able to play the eight seed. That's right. In a one game thing and in order to make the playoffs. And when they instituted the play in for real the following season, which was last season, they expanded it and they expanded it to the seventh and eighth seeds and the ninth and tenth seeds. And then there was going to be the format that it is now. My preference would be keep it at six, seven, or I'm sorry, seven, eight, nine, and 10, but bring back the you got to be somewhere close. Yeah, there you go. To make this an actual thing, because I'm sorry, if you're 10 games back, no, no. Like, some things have been decided now. The bus left you. Remember in the championship thing? After the Lakers won the championship, Mike, in the bubble, Everyone's on the bus and they're celebrating and J.R. Smith's got his phone and his phone starts ringing. And who's calling him? It's Quinn Cook. (laughs) And Quinn Cook is like, hey, man, y'all left me. I'm still at the spot. And they're basically just like, hey, we left Quinn. We going to go back? The bus did not go back. Right. (laughs) And so Quinn had to find a different way to get back. And so if if you're you're getting left behind. I'm sorry, you're 10 games back, like it, like that ain't it. I feel like there's got to be some threshold that yeah. you have to meet, right? I don't think you have to be over 500. I don't think it needs to be where your record is, like in terms of like, oh, you've won half your games. But I do think, okay, we played 82 of these things. If you can't be yes. within four games or five games of like the eighth seed, then you don't get to play. Sorry, and we'll figure out and we'll build in a different format for this. Where are y'all at with like an idea like that? Let's take a break. Come back. Talk about that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm right there with it. It's So just as Mike's point about like the devaluation of regular season games isn't just one thing. The to me the solution and to bring back value probably isn't just one thing either and something exactly like that like having some degree of standard or some degree of because what happens I think a lot in the marathon of an NBA regular season is that there are all of these choices in the middle of the season where a guy's kind of on the border like he could play he could maybe not he turned his ankle a little bit in the game before and he's not feeling you know it, he's kind of on the on the border there and now. That, from a player perspective, they're very much invested into keeping themselves healthy and the league should be as well, right? And so I certainly don't want guys going out there and and playing when they're hurt. But I think that when there is not that standard on the bottom and you have 20 out of the 30 leagues uh, teams in the league making it, that there is always, even this Lakers team, not to say that it will happen, but they can, you know, the last three, four games, you got LeBron and AD back. We sneak in, and now we've at least got a mathematical chance. And I think that, to Darius's point, Mike, like by this point, we know who everybody is. Like it doesn't mean that we know how what's going to transpire when they all play each other in the playoffs and at, at the best at the highest levels of basketball. But eighty-two games. If we're going to have eighty-two games, that's very much long enough to know where everything stands. And I think that they're. I'm right there with D on that. Like. There needs to be a floor in in terms of standard. It's hard to argue with the theory of that. I I also don't know if the practice of it is that consequential. You know, like what is the worst thing that's going to happen there? Is that a, a team that really took the regular season seriously, but really isn't very good, and they're like the seven seed? You know, has to play an eight seed and like that. So I the stakes to me aren't that high at that portion of the playoffs. And it's again, it's why the advantage to winning is that you get home court, which matters in the NBA. And that matters more than anything else. Now, if some team wants to jack around with the regular season, I have my own problems with that. I already went on my San Antonio rant earlier. And guess what? I don't think it usually works. I don't think it usually works to a team's Mm -hmm. advantage to play like that. And I've also not noticed with the increase of guys missing games, I haven't noticed injuries going down. Have you guys noticed a bunch of like that no, all of a sudden there, every there's NBA no team like is healthy? value? Well, I think that what but I think that's it's kind of a chicken or the egg thing. I think that they're very much trying to get healthy for the postseason. Now, last postseason, we had a ton of guys hurt, although I think that that is somewhat but, impacted but he, by the back to back seasons. Right. As you as you guys well know, the hardest thing to do is to play NBA basketball part time. Your body yeah. does not respond to that. It just doesn't. There, yeah. there is an opposition to that, which is overuse to some extent. But the, to me, the more often that I see guys getting hurt are when they are not playing regularly and therefore their body is not accustomed to getting through that entire regular grind. Now, that's not to say that, again, I, I would get somebody of, let's say, LeBron's stature playing, you know, 77 games instead of 82 and a couple of back-to-backs here and there when the load gets particularly high. I get it, but I don't, I just don't see a major, now we're on a different topic uh, to, to kind of get back no, to I, the, to the play in. Yeah. It's all tied in. Yeah. This is tied into what the play in situation is for me. And if, 
if some team wants to try and take the regular season, so the Clippers, right? The Clippers want to this year are are now going to try and make some run. They just got Paul George back and he looked really good. Well, there's a chance that Kawhi Leonard could come back too. And they may be thinking, hey, forget the whole regular season, just period. Like we think we can still win the whole thing. I don't think that they can. You know, I just don't think that they can. I think I they're agree. yeah. So, but if they do, I don't I don't think that would be the best thing for basketball. That'd be terrible. So, if them or Brooklyn won after yeah. the seasons that they've had, or if the Lakers did some crazy shit and end up, you know what I mean? Like well, on, that on would the Lakers be side, yeah, really the bad. Lakers side at least it's it's not like intentional, you know, not not even intentional, but just it, there's no plan for oh, let's let's hold AD out and let's hold LeBron out a certain time and then we'll we'll just all coalesce and we'll make this run here. Like theirs sure. has been Murphy's Law. And I guess I do think though that this plan, at least giving them some level of hope, even if it's if it continues to dim based on LeBron not playing now in Utah and going straight home to Los Angeles to try and figure out his ankle a little bit further, you know, that <laughs> that's not great. But the fact that there's still some chance of Anthony Davis coming back, it it gives Laker fans those that want it. And again, this is a particular thing for the Lakers series this year where I know that there's a lot of people that just kind of have had enough with this team, but you know, it's, I still don't think I have not been deterred. I suppose I'm, I wouldn't vote against a, a threshold, you know, but I just don't think that it's that significant and, and it wouldn't make that big of a difference. I will argue against myself for a second from the point I made earlier and say that if you're a team that has, there's always context to everything. And a team like the Lakers that we, you guys talked about it again the other day that these dudes haven't even played three straight games together more than once when I'm, t- I'm talking about Russ and LeBron and, and AD. There's no planning for that. There's no intentionality around this, this idea. And, and so it is just happenstance and it is just bad luck. It is just like, well, damn Murphy's law. Like Mike said, everything that could go wrong did. And now if they're lucky enough to be put in a position where they can win a couple of games and then end up in a playoff series with potentially guys healthy enough to go out there and have a puncher's chance. Like I want that too. Oh, sure. I'll take it. Yes. I just don't think we deserve it. No, but as as they say in life, deserving got nothing to do with it. Sure. Right? Anthony Davis didn't deserve to have a dude crash into his knee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's a bunch of stuff that didn't deserve. Jamal Murray didn't deserve what he got. Kawhi didn't deserve what he got. Right? Like, there's all of this stuff that you want things to be different. And as a fan... And this goes back to my optimism point from a few pods ago. As a fan, what I want is a chance. Sure. Like, give me the chance. And then if and and then if at the end it doesn't go the way that you want it to go, but the way that in your heart you probably think it's gonna go anyway, right? Then you come back the following season and you got a new plan. I do think the interesting conversation is the way that we started the pod, which was like, man, it'd be great to have more of these games on Mm -hmm. night to night to night. And I don't know where you get that magic back, so to speak. I think the idea of what the Spurs brought into things, the idea of like player empowerment as well, where there's like more movement 
amongst players, which lessens continuity, which then impacts level of play, which like there's so many factors that are in play here that I think matter and contribute and a little bit here and a little bit there and mm-hmm. a little bit more over there. And then there's this other thing and look how that did to this. That's life in general, but that's definitely sports and team building and chemistry and that alchemy that you're always trying to build, build towards. It all can get chipped away in all of these different ways and impact what we see on the court. Well, let me let me try to again make a to try to make a point that's not exactly related, but I think is tangentially. If you you get what you pay for, basically. And so if, as long as the rules are the same for everybody going into the year, then you guys all know what it is. Like, go figure out what you're going to do. If you want to be mm-hmm. a, a plant, if you want to be the nine or the 10 playing, t- like, I don't suggest it. I don't think it's a great way to go about the well, regular I don't think season. Anyone, I don't think anyone goes into the season hoping for that. Like, yeah, in, but, but even in they, like Brooklyn's case, right? Like sure, they don't Pete. but, but if they do, I, I, I agree with Darius. Like it's, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, you don't even deserve to be in that spot. It's like, no, you, you, you do. That's the spot that you earned for one way or the other, uh, based on what your win total is. And if you want to get out of it, good luck. Good luck, because not only do you have to play two games, both of them are going to be on the road. Then you get to play the number one seed who just by the nature of being the number one seed, unless they had a late season injury or something ridiculous, is probably going to beat your ass. You know, like it's so it's just yeah. the game is going to even itself out. And I'm not talking Mike about the Lakers and the Suns or there. talking about the, you know, the uh, the right now it's the heat. We'll see who ends up probably the Bucks. you know, they get the one seed. But yeah, it's just a. I like I like I like all of these discussions though, and I think the league does do this every summer. And I know a few people over there, and then they try to come up with whatever the best thing they can at the time. And then once they do, it's like, all right, guys, like you're all adults, you're all pros, go figure it out. <laughs> Darius getting get Pete cracked can, up here. Can, in can the I chat. share? Can I share the get, sure? Darius just Darius just shares like Mike is spicy because he's in Utah. So I think we're gonna make the Mike versus Utah th- thing like more of a thing as much as possible whenever we can. I mean, yeah. The, the last thing that you tried to make a thing that was sort of a thing was the whole Caruso and Lou Williams thing, and I stand by my argument i stand so, by my, my simple point that utah not is not as good as everyone thinks and that's it it's not a big deal it's nothing larger than that it's i mean i love i love that, that mike they're the six seed right now i i love mike's competitiveness within the context of oh, so competitive. and i yes. was right yeah, right i mean yeah. it, it, so it's the best so, part of sports baby like so yeah, coming, you know that guy you know that second round pick we're gonna have Mike. We're gonna have Mike Garcia back on for the draft and be like, "And hey Mike, who do you say we should pick out of undrafted free agency?" And we're gonna have Mike do a whole victory lap and all that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Talk your shit, Mike. So Mike can ta- always. You brought it up. I, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to put it out. Lo- we love it. I we don't bring it. up my own past things that I say. You, you guys are trying to. You guys are trying to. Yeah, I just say you don't got to defend it. No. You know, like it, we're we're cheering yeah. you on, man. We're like, yeah, let's. It's like the 25th mile. Of the marathon, and we're there. We see you coming, man, and we cheered you on. That's, that's right. Because we well, I, right. Yeah, but the reason why I don't want to talk about that though right now is because of the team that I, that is that makes my life happier yes. when they do. Yeah, well, we stink. We have no right is, to be talking crap about anybody. Anyway. Doing the best. Yeah. There have um, been no. There have been no like O's. Mm. There have been 
Yeah. This None. stupid season. So I'm not dunking on anybody for, for doing no, anything. Man. Yes, yeah. like, look, no, no, this is a multi-season dunk. My, yeah, like, yeah. I understand you might want to, you might not want to like bust out your full 50, you know, 10 from all five judges dunk on Utah right now. But this is a, you know, this is one that you've, you've built up to over a multitude of seasons. So yeah. Uh, all right, guys, this has been fun. Uh, we, we need to do this more often, these type of these type of discussions and debates. Um, I'd love to hear from the listeners what you guys think in terms of do you see it the same way regarding have you seen a devaluation of the well, regular season? Pete, not, what was your, what's your conclusion, like, though? Like, do you do, so you still want the play in, but you like Darius's parameters or, or what's your conclusion? Yeah, I, I like that. So my I don't think we're at the conclusion. I think this was chapter one of a longer discussion because okay, I think right. that I yeah I, I let's let's throw that out there because I think two both in the you guys season or after for the sure <laughs> one of the for two. sure for sure yeah let's fix everything we want with the NBA over the course of the off season. All right, guys, uh, we'll we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Uh, Lakers play Utah tonight, looking like another skeleton crew. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow to talk about it. But until then, you've been listening to Laker Film Room Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. James has got it in low to McHale. McHale wants to turn his double team. Just pass out of front, broken up by Worthy. Tips to Magic. Worthy dies on his belly. Magic scores. There's Magic, got it. Magic fires. It's good. The Lakers win the game. The Lakers win the game. Three seconds left. That next to the winner. It's on the way. Good. Bryant, 48 points, 16 rebounds. With his eighth block shot that ties an NBA Finals record. A lot of Laker fans okay, sticking so around for this. You're seeing something that's very rare indeed. A Laker to get MVP chance right, in, Boston. in Boston. Of all places. Are you kidding me? Kobe. Hard to believe. Are you kidding me? Unreal. Are you kidding me? Lakers looking to push. Ryan spinning in the lane. Back for Gasol. Pretty pass. And it's back to a three-point game. Kobe Bryant picked up by Bell. There's the move. Two, one, missing. Unbelievable. It's over. Shot clock out of five. Bryant. Yes. And that was a little tough to Albert Gentry. Bad insult to injury, Kobe. I mean, what a shot. I mean, you can't defend that. Are you kidding me? 2.1 seconds remaining. Denver a foul to give. Jokic trying to disrupt Rondo. He puts it in. Here's Davis. 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis has won it for the Lakers! James again. Oh, he hits another one. LeBron James putting together a closing quarter against the Nuggets. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers conquer the bubble, and banner number 17 will soon hang in the rafters.